You're listening to The Shelter, Stories of Redemption. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please visit ProvidenceRescueMission.org. Now, here's your host, Michael David. Hey guys, Michael David here again. Welcome to The Shelter, where we tell stories of redemption. Today is an amazing story from a guy named Kevin, who started off in New Jersey, ended up in Providence, and in the seat in front of me today. How's it going, Kev? I'm good. How you can doing? Can I call you Kev? Yeah, you could call me Kev. <laughs> nice. So, Kev, tell us, let's kind of go into your story a little bit here. So, how old are you? I am 29. I just turned 29 in October. This guy's 29, but he looks like a baby. <laughs> he has the baby face going on. I love it. So, Kev, um, you're from Newark, New Jersey, right? Yeah, from Newark, New Jersey. Now, you were saying that you started in the church. Yeah, I grew up in the church. Yeah, uh, and now... When we were talking earlier, I didn't hear you mention your mom at all, but you mentioned your dad. Were they together or how how did that work out? So my mom and dad were together when I was younger. And I would say after like the age of five or a little young earlier, they separated. Okay. Now divorce or just separated? Uh, Separated. No, were they married now? Were they married in the past? Yeah. Or well, they were never married. Uh, they were kind of like in the process of being married. Okay, so they had you. Yep. Um, I'm trying to say this delicately. They had you. Yeah. Um, they were together. Yep. So they were in a serious relationship, but never actually got married. Yeah, they were in the process. Um, but they they didn't really actually get married. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So who did you live with? I lived with, I grew up living with my mom. Okay. But at the time before they separated, it was my mom and my dad. Okay. Yeah. Now, not having a consistent both parties in their marriage, was it, do you think that had an effect on you as far as the choices you've made? Yeah, of course, because my... I my mom was good, my dad was good, but my mom, my dad was the one who actually gave me the spiritual foundation. Sure. And the devil, one of his plans is to separate, to divide. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he started. He starts in the family. Yeah. So do you have any brothers or sisters? I have one sister. She's about a year older than me. So she's so she's thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, are you guys close? Yeah, we were uh, growing up, but uh, things changed. She was a she was a lot much more mature, and uh, that is what separated us after a particular age. So you went down the path of like challenging your parents, doing things against authority, and then your sister kind of went on to do things that the world would consider like good things. Yeah, I kind of after a, a particular age. And her maturity level increased. We didn't hang out as much, so I I I searched for friends. Okay. Yeah. So you were in New Jersey. Yep. And I remember you saying that it was not a good part in New Jersey. You were like, "This makes yeah. Cranston Street look like the Beverly Hills." Yeah, it does. It does actually. Kind of kind of go into that. Tell me about that. I, well, I was raised in Newark, New Jersey, and um. The neighborhood that I was raised in was one of the most uh, violent neighborhoods in New Jersey. Really, it's it's probably actually notorious uh, for the gang affiliation and the drug abuse and um, 
So I, I made a lot of friends that I considered good, but they didn't know God. So they were evil in the heart. Okay. Yeah. Now those friends, um, I know you. I remember you saying, was it in high school you started doing some drugs or dabbling in alcohol and drugs and stuff? Mm, yeah, I would say high school. I would say high school. Um, yeah. What kind of drugs and alcohol were you were you doing? A uh, little bit of everything: marijuana, pills, uh, alcohol. Um, I was just always involved in whatever they were involved in. Okay. So I experimented. Now, would you say that you were more of a follower instead of a leader? Yeah, I was. Um, I was a leader, but I was. I decided to follow. Why was that? Um, because I didn't really know who I was. I, I didn't have anyone. You know, I only had one sister, and she was no longer around. So I chose to follow the people who I grew up with, the environment I was in. You kind of remind me of myself. Yeah. In a, in a way, because like I'm very much a relational person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy. One of my favorite times in life was high school, because you had those close knit friends, and like you, they led me into trouble. Um, it wasn't necessarily alcohol or stuff like that, but it was definitely other things. That my mom has passed away, so she doesn't know all these things, but. I remember telling her some things that we did growing up, like stupid pranks, stuff that even watching things with our eyes that we shouldn't be watching, um, it would be porn or things of that nature. And my mom would be like, what? I'm like, well, yeah. And I followed them instead of being the leader. Yeah. Where Now, the path that you chose, because evidently you chose to do that path of following your friends, where did that lead you? Well, it led me to the struct a destructive lifestyle, destructive behavior. What do you mean by that? Um, depression. I wouldn't say I struggled. I I I was depressed, and um, and I kind of knew that what I was doing was wrong, but I didn't have a solution. Yeah. Now, so you knew it was wrong. Yeah. And here's the thing, too. So, bring it back a little bit. So you grew up in the church. Yep. Yep. Did you feel like God was always with you during oh. those times, protecting you? Always, since I was a child. I always knew God ever since I was a baby. I knew me and him were really close. Describe that smile on your face right now. You have that. <laughs> you just lit up like a Christmas tree just now. It's a it's an intimate thing. You know, that's the feeling I get. I always knew he was around. It's just, I guess you could say I didn't pay him much attention growing up but he was there but he was always there he always paid attention to me and um i only called him when i needed him so would you say the difference between your sister and god was your sister was not always there when he needed her exactly yeah. but god was there when he needed her yeah yeah so describe this to me so your sister kind of goes does her thing yep um your parents were you were they in the picture at the time well my father moved here to Rhode Island and my mom was just working because she raised us by herself. So she okay. was always working. So I know so correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm reading into this too much, but I'm assuming your relationship with your mom wasn't great because she was never there because she was working to support you and your dad moved a couple hundred miles away to where we are now in Rhode Island. Yep, that's exactly it's like you're a psychic. Uh, this, <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. 
But yeah, but I had a great mom. She did. She was she was great, but she wasn't around to be the mother that I needed her to be. Yeah. But she did what was necessary because she was by herself, you know. Now, because she wasn't there, your sister wasn't there. Your dad moved two, three hundred miles away. Did that lead you to the path you were going on? Exactly. Perfect. That. Okay. So take me on the path now. So now I'm trying to, I'm making new friends, but the friends I'm making with, they don't know God, but they're good people, but they don't know God. Did your mom know these friends? My mom wasn't even aware of the lifestyle I was living because she was always working. She was busy working. Was she shocked when she found out? Yeah, she was very shocked. Um, everyone in my family was shocked. I was almost like the, uh, what is it, the black sheep? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were shocked because uh, they always expected the person that I that you see right now. They always expected me that you see right now. Uh, they didn't expect the opposite. I got to tell you, I'm shocked too because the first time I met you was about three weeks ago. I was doing the, we were doing a little bit of a documentary for the rescue mission and the thing with Kevin, he has this smile that just like brings you in. Yeah, it's like you're having a bad day. All of a sudden, Kevin will uh, will flash the pearly whites, and you're like, "Today's not so bad." <laughs> Everyone says that. Uh, all the overnight guests, yeah, they always like Kev. You're always in a good mood. I need some of that energy, you know. Now, did you have the same personality today as you did back then when you were doing all those things? Um, when I was really, really young, I had this personality until I uh, got led astray and yeah. it kind of changed because I didn't know who I was. Mm, okay. So, okay. So we're going to move a little bit along here. So you were with the friends, you were doing drugs, pills, um, any hard drugs or were they small drugs? Not small, not that. No drugs. See, I'm, I'm speaking to a guy who's like a guy who's never done drugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. I'm, I'm that guy. Yeah. Um, any hard drugs like. Well, all nowadays pills can be a form of anything. It can be cocaine. It could be uh, crystal meth. It could be uh, Molly ecstasy. It can be a little bit of everything. So when I'm taking these pills, it, it depends on what I'm looking for. Am I looking for up or down? And that you're really playing Russian roulette. So if I took like a Molly, I might be taking crystal meth. Might be taking ecstasy. It might be cocaine in there. The, especially where I grew up at, North New Jersey, they're trying to save money so they don't give you the the purity of the drug they cut it down with different types of drugs to save money to make more money you know so interesting yeah so when you're on your high yeah do you are you living to get that high well i'm living for the lifestyle so say i want to go hang out at a party that I shouldn't be hanging out. I take a drug, and then that drug leads to another drug, which leads to the liquor, which leads to uh, whatever else I decide to do after that, and it just piles on and, and accumulates. And so I, I would. What, what were you running from? I was more so. Was I? I was trying to. What were you trying to fill? It was. I was. I guess I didn't know who I was. It was. I was. I didn't have a solution to my purpose so i was just trying to and i didn't know what life really was yeah i didn't understand it why i thought that was life to be honest i thought this was life do you do you find people who grew up on the streets live in the streets have the same mentality where 
They don't really know what their life is. They're just trying to get through day by day by feeling good. Yes, especially in particular environments like Cranston Street. No one knows why they're alive. That's why they live the way they live. You know, that's the that's the results that you get from a non-purpose living uh, lifestyle. Interesting. So let's fast forward a little bit. Okay. Um, tell me about this story that you were being chased. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me about this. See, like, listen. If someone chases me, I'm an easy catch. I, you know, listen, I'm Italian. Long torso, big belly, and then these little, little legs. I always tell people when I run, it's kind of like Fred Flintstone. They, they, he runs like, but goes like two feet. <laughs> so you, my friend, were being chased. And what, 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 bring me back to like the day before. What actually caused this scenario? Well, it was a, it's a huge, it's a long story. So to make it as brief as possible. I got involved with the wrong people and um, I knew information about them that made me a threat. So can, they, you, can you go into this information? Uh, it's It wouldn't be. It's a little sensitive. Okay. But what I what I figured out about them made me a threat and they were pursuing me was for my like life. Was it gang related? Yeah, they were a gang. They were, this was a gang that was after me. Now, did you find out this information on purpose or just kind of happened? Just, just from, this was a plan from the devil. Okay. And I, it just happened. And uh, I became their friend to an enemy. And uh, So were you friends with these people? Yeah, I was friends with them. How did you, I'm going to say something to you. And I'm going to say the same thing I said to Ron. Because you guys both have a very smart um way about you you don't seem like this uneducated person yeah. how did you get involved with a gang um this comes from just the environment it's is it becomes common where you where you where you're raised and grow, grow up it becomes common especially where i was raised uh north new jersey everybody is um putting up this persona of trying to be someone who they're not and uh, I ended up getting involved with the wrong people because those were the type of people that I was surrounded with. Now, were you in the gang? No, nah, I was. I never, like I said before, um, I was always a leader, but I was. I chose to follow. Okay. So I never wanted to get in that in too too deep intentionally. That's God's grace. Because yeah. If you got involved in the gang, yeah, you might not even be here. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have uh, been unless God. You know his his providence is is uh, superior. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that one. So you got involved. You you befriended a gang. Now, did you know it was a gang? Yeah, of course. Uh, but I'm not in the gang. I'm just neutral. So gotcha. Now, did they try to recruit you in that gang? Uh, not. No, I've been asked to be recruited, but I always denied it because I just. What stopped you? Because obviously, it, like. Because you're like me. You yeah. love relationships. Yeah. So if you didn't have a, a relationship with your mom, didn't have a relationship with your dad, yeah. the next in line was your sister. Yeah. And not that she rejected, but she pushed away because she, you guys were on two different paths. Yeah, yeah. But then all of a sudden, this gang's coming in. They seem like they want to be friends with you. What caused you not to go into the gang? Because it seems like a... It seems textbook. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. they, ha- they have someone vulnerable who's looking for that relationships like you were. What caused you not to go into that? Well, um, I think it was, uh, I guess it was the way I was raised. It just didn't make sense. Uh, one thing that I've learned from being exposed to gang members is that the people who die, they they usually die from their 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 brothers in the gang. Yeah. So who who could I really trust? Do I trust God or do I trust the people who are trying to recruit me? Eventually, my own dis- my own destruction, how I perish, will be from the people that I surround myself with from jealousy. You know. Yeah. That it, it was a plan from the devil. I always was aware that Satan was alive. I just didn't take him serious enough. You know. So tell me, so you you got this sensitive information that you should never have had. Yep, yep. Um, was this information just, like I said, you, if I remember what you said, that it just kind of was given to you. You didn't, win, you didn't willfully go get it. It was just yeah. kind of like put in your lap. Yeah, exactly. So take me on what happened next. So uh, once I became, uh, once I knew too much about uh these people, they they pursued me, and um, they actually knew they were so deep that they knew uh, police officers. So it, it was like I couldn't call cop the police because the police. It was like a movie. So the police were in on this. Yeah, the police. Not every. I'm not gonna say every. No, person, no, but, no. Yeah, we're not trying to get too political yeah, here, yeah, but yeah. you know, there are good and bad police. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you don't have to be a rocket science to know that there's yeah. good and bad people in life. Exactly. So there was some police who were kind of involved. Yeah, uh, in the corruption, I would I would say. So now I, I became a threat to the police also. So now it got in, in more intense. You know. Um, that's why when I when I was being chased and I I broke into someone's house to get help. So they were trying to now who was chasing you? Uh, they were okay, but so it, they were on hot they were in hot pursuit. Of yeah, Kevin. yeah, exactly. On foot, on what was it like you like? Um, on foot and and, and vehicle. So what is going through your? <laughs> listen, I, what is going through your mind right now? As you know, you are literally minutes from being killed. Like, what is going through your mind? I'm just thinking, like, I can't believe this is happening to me. This is, this is, it's like a movie. Yeah. You know, I just can't believe this has happened to me. How did, I was thinking, how did I get myself into this? Like I said, the information fell into my lap. I yeah. didn't search for it. So that's, that's what I'm wondering. Like, how did I get myself into this? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. my life, you know? So. So what happens? Uh, So I break into someone's house to get help. This is just a, like I said, a. The story was longer than this, but just to be brief, yeah, I, yeah. I ended up breaking into someone's house. And, and how did you break in? I broke through the window. Like with your fist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just broke up in there. And, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I tried breaking the window my fist. Like, my <laughs> fist is going to break through the window. <laughs> All right. So you break through the window. Yeah. And was someone home? Yeah, someone was home. And, um, and I was asking for help. They ended up calling the police. And... I ended up getting arrested. Wait, I'm, I'm I'm only asking this just to clarify the story. The person you broke into, yeah. were they white? Uh, no, they were African American. They were African American, yeah. and then the police officer were they would 
His, was it a racial thing? You think is that why they didn't believe you? No, there were different uh, et, ethnic, ethnicity. Yeah, yeah uh, Spanish, white, black. Yeah, yeah. But I think, um, like I said, I think that the police that were involved knew what was going on. So they, so I ended up getting arrested. So it wasn't really more of like, okay, this is an African American breaking into a house. We're not yeah. going to believe take his story. It was more, we're in on it. Yeah, yeah, we exactly. Need, we need to take him out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you get arrested. Yeah, I get arrested. Uh... Well, this is nuts because <laughs> you're trying to save your life yeah. by going to a house. And if I remember the story correctly, you told them, "Yeah, I'm being chased. Yeah, exactly. I need help. Yeah, exactly. And then they call the police and they tell them you're in trouble. Yeah. But they arrest you anyway. Yeah, they arrest me. That's exactly. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, what is going through your mind that you're you're actually being arrested? Um, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm kind. I'm a little confused, but I'm I'm still a little. I'm nervous, but I'm confident because I'm like, I they it it's in it's in the people is the 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 guy the people who the property that I broke into is really in their hands because they know why I broke in. I didn't try to harm the rent or anything. So it's in their hands, and if they believe in God, then God God is gonna um, get me out of this. Okay, so you're in jail. Yep. How yep. long you in there for? Maybe a few weeks. A few weeks. Yeah, and I'm absolutely paranoid because I don't know who they have in the inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is like a movie. I'm telling you, I'm telling man. You, it's, it's like, like a movie. movie. Yeah. Who, on a side note, who would play you in a movie if you were? Uh, you had, you had to play uh, who's gonna play you in the movie? Maybe maybe Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, so you're in there for a few weeks. You're yeah. your paramedic, you're like who who's who's with me? Yeah. Who believes me? Who's against yeah. me? There's you know, there's police officers who are in on this. Yeah, exactly. So what happens next? So um I ended up getting out of there after a few weeks and I had to stay home and um it got to the point where I was still being um I didn't feel safe okay uh, I had to stay home and stay in New Jersey until the the court uh till I finished the case I guess I would now, say now where was your where was your parents at this time uh my mom was around no one believed me okay nobody, nobody believed me it was weird I, I was very much alone but i believe god allowed it because i had to get help from someone okay so, but one other question so no one believed you you're yep. on you're back on the streets yeah where's the people who's chasing you oh uh they were pursuing me but uh they had to be a little more strategic interesting yeah Wow, this yeah. is fascinating. So you're out, and yeah. what? So what is the end result? So after a while, when I figured out that I could not control the way I wanted to control things, no one was helping me. A thought came into my head, and it was it was I think it was God. Uh -huh. The thought was move back with your father. Really, the guy who taught me about God. And I thought, let me go back to Providence. Well, here's a question. When you were here in, not here, but in New Jersey, yeah. 
Were you and your dad talking at all? Was there a relationship there um, over the years? We would talk from here and there, uh, but not consistently. Okay. Yeah. So you ended up moving back to Providence. Yep. Ended up moving back to Providence. And um, I was, uh, someone told me about the Providence Rescue Mission. Sure. And from that point on, my life has never been the same. Go into it. Um, they take away your phone, and I'm thinking like, oh, come on, man. Uh, you're going to take my phone away? Uh, it's like, what am I, five years old? Yeah. It's like taking away the, like, my kid's toy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, everyone's telling me, you know, uh, you don't want to join this program. All you do is work, work, work. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm not going to go back to New Jersey. So I give it a try. They take my phone, and the first thing, it's like a supernatural thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I didn't have anything to do, so I opened up the Bible. And from there, from that point on, I've always been in the word. It was like a supernatural thing. It was it's it is nothing that I could explain. It's a personal thing, but it was a plan. Now that I look back at it, at it, everything was perfectly planned from God. To- it's almost like God's hand was in your life from the beginning. Exactly. You should be dead. Yeah. Exactly. Like you shouldn't be here. Yeah. Like if Denzel was playing your movie. <laughs> He would die. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? And like, it's, man, you're, you're, you go from having a mom and a dad, they weren't together. Yeah. They had you, they had your sister. Your sister maturity level was different than yours. Yeah. You guys split. Your mom working so much, she's not involved. Your dad's not involved. Your sister's not involved. You get involved in, with uh, gangs, but not being in the gang, doing drugs. Like, not just drugs, hardcore drugs. Yeah. You get almost killed. You're getting chased. You get arrested because the police don't believe you because the police are actually in on it. You end up here and your life's changed. Yeah. That's a, like, so this should be a movie. It, it reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you know the story of Joseph. Yeah. In the book of Genesis. Yes. That's exactly the story that. God showed me to to describe what my life was. Your your story almost reminds me of David. David. So, um, David, Saul was chasing David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Saul yeah. was so jealous of David, he wanted him dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, God protected him. Yeah, yeah. God yeah. had bigger things for David, and yeah. ended up becoming a king. Yeah, yeah. But if you remember in the story. Um, Saul was so jealous. Even he had God had people protecting him all along. Yeah, like Jonathan was David's best friend, and Jonathan would say, "My son, my father wants to kill you. You got to run." So there was one time where Saul was sleeping in a cave, and David got his like his knife or dagger, cut off a piece of his robe, and when Saul woke up, he said. I could have killed you, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, is that, like David, you were being chased. Yeah. And the end result is you're here. Yeah. And the people who chased you were not. Yeah. Like, um, Saul ended up dying and David ended up becoming king. Yeah. I'm not saying you're going to be King, king Kevin, <laughs> but who knows what God has planned for you. Yeah. Your story is, your story is amazing. I guess my point is... God always has his hand in there and he always has a plan for you. 
Yeah. So what is your goal now? You're here and the mission, like you said, the mission has changed your life. Yeah. Like what is your, what's your goal? Well, um, so I, I happen to, um, get this passion for reading and being in the word. And, um, so one day I, I'm, I, after like maybe four or five months, I, I, I question myself and I say, why am I so passionate about getting the word and uh, spending so much time with God? And um, so I prayed and I said, God, um, what is the reason for this? And um, so the next day, that was on a Saturday. The next day was Sunday. My friend that was in a program invited me to church. And um, I've never been to this church before. So after the, the church service was over, the pastor comes up to me. I don't know this man. He points to me. He says, ministry. Then he walks off. Then he comes back and he says, you're going to be an evangelist. And this was right the very next day that I prayed and asked God, what does he want to do with this passion that I have? Imagine if that comes to fruition. Uh, what's that? Um, imagine if that comes true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be a full circle. Like your whole story would be one full circle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, I, I actually want to go to school, uh, Bible college. Um Later on down the line, and uh, I want to go after this uh, this vision that I believe God wants me to pursue. Uh, I want to v- evangelize. So That's awesome! Yeah. If you could tell your old self one thing, what would you tell? My old self, um, I would tell him, God is in control. My old self, uh, he was always in control. Um, I didn't understand until now why I had to be my father and my mother separated, why I had to live in that environment, why I was involved with these particular people to get to the point that I am now so that when I speak to people who've been through what I've been through, I can relate, you know. Uh, So I I would say God was always in control. There's a reason, there's a purpose for everything, you know, and um He's going to use the good, the bad, I should say, that I've done to myself for his good purposes in life. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're at, you're at the mission now. Yep. You said the mission's really helped and changed you. Yep. Um, how has the mission changed you? Because you were you, you have a, a crazy story. Yeah. How, you know, Sean, I know Sean speaks highly of you. And, yeah. you know, how has he and the mission really helped? helped you see things differently or what like what what is it about the mission that you know changed you well the mission was the perfect if you look at the story this was the perfect environment totally opposite of where i grew up to give me the the uh the opportunity to grow spiritually you know they have classes um they provide everything you need food clothing Books. I've read twenty books in nine months since I've been here, and every book was given to me free. Let me tell you something. I know word of a lie. I have not read twenty books in my lifetime. (laughs) Not word of a lie. (laughs) The funny part is, I've never been a reader until I got. Really? I'm not making this up. I've never been a reader until I got to the mission, and when I opened up the Bible, I never in my life. It's amazing. Totally a God thing, right there. It's amazing. It's like a supernatural thing. That is awesome. And everything that I've gotten from this place was free of charge. Um, I I don't have the pressure of the outside world 
So it gives me the opportunity to focus and have tunnel vision on pursuing my goals and stay sober. And um, he's using me. I'm This place is another place for me to share my testimony to the overnight guests that come in to eat. So you're serving people too. Yeah, exactly. I become a servant. You know, the, the Jesus said the, the greatest is the lowest, I believe, something uh-huh. to that magnitude. Uh, you, if you want to be great, you have to serve your gift to the world. That's awesome. So now you're your dad. He's in Providence. How's your yeah. relationship with your dad now? Well, I just spoke to him um, for the first time in a while um, for my birthday, and he's proud of me. He's he's even shocked. Really? He he used to pray. He told me when he when I was younger. I mean, when, yeah, when I was younger, he used to pray that God would use me. Uh, and now that he sees it, it's like wow, he's even shocked. Do you, do you guys do you see your relationship with your dad growing? Yeah, I believe so. Um, we, uh, he's a little older now, so it may, it's not as uh, sweet as it was when I was younger. But yeah. uh, I still think that when the time is right, uh, God will give us more opportunities to spend with each other. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm proud of you. I think Thank it's you. I think it's pretty awesome. Thank you, man. Well, guys, today we have Kevin here today, and his story seriously is a, is a movie. Yeah. And it's a movie where... There's twists, there's turns. He literally should be dead, but God spared his life and brought him to the mission. Guys, as you guys know, the Providence Rescue Mission is 100%, 100% privately funded. And we don't take any money from the government or any other places that would give us money. It's all private donors. If you've ever wanted to consider um, donating to the mission, you know, go to the providencerescuemission.org. And from there, you can donate to the rescue mission. Um, I'm blown away. This this story is 100% amazing. And it just shows you God's faithfulness and God's plan in Kevin's life. I don't know where Kevin's going to be, but I'm excited to see where he goes. And I'm sure he is too. Kev, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And guys, as you guys know, we are The Shelter, The Shelter Podcast. We are the story of redemption. And we tell stories of redemption. So... Guys, until next time, until we meet again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.